Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I'm living, working, and raising my family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Yeah, so our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. All right, so here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and the shopping list on our website, www.dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. And the subscription is available if you just go to our website, you can subscribe there. Great. So this week's recipes were the best slow cooker French dip, mm-hmm. an herbed salmon pocket, mm-hmm. and garlicky broccoli subs. Yes. Yeah. And... In case you haven't already guessed, we have a theme, which mm-hmm. is sandwiches. Yeah. Avi. Um, uh, <laughs> super subtle. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think, you know, everyone's made a grilled cheese for dinner, which no judgment. They're delicious. Super good. Yeah. And I just heard her. Uh, I just read today on the internets on one of the many food blogs, little garlic salt on the butter after you butter the garlic, the, after the grilled cheese. Oh. Right. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. I like that. Okay, but we're not talking about grilled cheese today. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to find something different and maybe even a little heartier mm-hmm. um, that may not be quite as easy, but maybe even tastier. Yeah, I like the idea of sandwiches for dinner. Um, it's something that seems kind of obvious, but it, I just don't do often enough. I think mm-hmm. I should do this mm-hmm. more. Um, and especially now that it's warming up in the summer, I always like... Sandwiches just seem like a like an easier, less stressful, cooler thing to eat in the yeah. summer. So I like that we're doing doing this um, sandwich episode right now. Yeah, and it, with only one of these recipes, you have to heat up the oven, which is kind of nice. Exactly. Yeah, I like so it. There you go. Yeah. So let's talk about one that you don't have to heat up the oven, which mm-hmm. is the best slow cooker French dip by Delish, which mm-hmm. is um, delish.com. There's a ton of French dip recipes on the web. You know, I chose this one. First of all, it said it's the best. And I was like, of course. Yeah. Now they know how to get you. <laughs> they know how to get me. Um, I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I looked at the ingredients. You know, it's a lot of savory stuff. The Worcestershire sauce, the soy sauce, the garlic. But it's also pretty straightforward. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like we need to labor for hours on sandwiches, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. So all you need to do is slice up the onions, you chop up the garlic, and then you put all the ingredients in your slow cooker. My slow cooker is actually, I have one, but it's on the fritz, and I can't bring myself to just, like, get rid of it. So I used the slow cooker function of the Instant Pot, which actually worked really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I kind of forgot about that because it's the Instant Pot, but it's like a multi-cooker, really, I guess. Right. They always say that, and then I never use it. In, the, in its multi-cooker capacity. Right. So that was smart. I was flexing the multi-cooker muscles yeah. of the Instapot. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll do yogurt. Well, it probably tastes like beef. But, you know, like I could. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we should try that because everyone's making yogurt and cheesecakes in their Instant that Pot. cheesecake. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Rim or something. Whatever. Oh, Point is, oh, okay. Right. You need the little like plasticky thing. It gets all beefy. Um, okay. Anywho, I use a slow cooker function. You just turn. You can buy a glass top. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't have it. Um, if you just put the regular top on like you normally would, but mm-hmm. leave it the vent open, worked great. And, okay. you know, I'm in an apartment, so I have limited storage. It's nice that I don't have to get anything. I don't have to buy a new in- slow cooker. So it was great. Let it go for five hours. And I actually left and did some shopping and errands and came back. And the house smelled amazing. Yeah, I thought this was also like an unusually fragrant slow cooker dish. Like it yeah. smelled really, really good. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the Worcestershire and the garlic and the onions and the I think there's some rosemary in there too. There's yeah. some it was just oh, right. really the thyme and the rosemary. And the, yeah, it was really, really good. So I did use my slow cooker, but now that we're having this discussion, I could downsize my appliance collection, mm. I think. And just use the Instant Pot because those are both kind of bulky appliances. So I'm going to have to they think are. about that. It's yeah. a garage sale item. So I love the combination of a slow cooker meal that's also a sandwich. It just felt very um, – yeah. it felt very low stress and kind of casual and easy meal. And I like I like these for evenings also when you have an after-school activity or the kids are coming mm. home from swim practice mm-hmm. or they're coming home right at dinner time or they're hungry when they walk in the door especially if there's an after-school activity yeah. so something like this is okay i can put this on early we come home there's something hot and filling but i just have to make a right. sandwich and not just like a grilled cheese this recipe really filled that kind of filled that space which i which i like yeah i loved these sandwiches and this makes a lot. It's three pounds yeah, of chuck kits, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. Three pounds is Ooh. tons of beef. Yeah. But I feel like you really can't get a chuck roast for much smaller than that, so you might as well just make it. Um, yeah. You know, so I made the I made I ate, <laughs> I ate my share of sandwiches over a couple of days, and the, actually the rest I froze in the broth, which I think will keep really well in the freezer for a couple, you know maybe a month or so. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm not not sad about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I did do, I didn't bake the sandwiches after the first one I baked because it says the thing the way you, you're supposed to make it is you pile the beef on top of your roll or I used a ciabatta loaf which is a little mm-hmm. sturdier for the dipping anyway oh, piled yeah. the beef on provolone cheese and you're supposed to bake it at 350 to like melt the cheese yes so right and I didn't do that I just broiled it yeah I only broiled it too I did not additionally bake yeah that's good yeah don't do that just broil. yeah that's much easier yeah so anyway loved it you know and honestly i have not gotten a french dip in years and this was really good so i'd love to put in my rotation you know as maybe a party food or something like that my rating four out of five stars i will 100 percent make this again yeah i will make this again too and i will give it a four out of five so i think when i make this again i would be more careful about not just slow cooking the heck out of it which is know but i feel like when you ha- put things in the slow cooker you're kind of like, eh, there it goes. i don't know though as far as like the way cooking things it doesn't hurt it it's not like no you could eat it no it was still delicious but if you want yeah. it sliceable mm-hmm. i would say make sure you watch the time on that yeah i mean you do still want it to be i wouldn't go less than five hours you're gonna need it at five hours chuck roast takes a long time but yeah you know five five and a half hours you probably want to slice it up and slice it thin because it's still, you know, got a bit of chew to it. So you do want it thin sliced. But yeah. Oh, well, good. 
Yeah. So that was my my only little discussion point for that. But four out of five still loved it. Loved the flavors, even with it kind of falling apart. Totally acceptable. Very good sandwich. All right. Moving on. Yeah. What's the next one? Next one we have is an herbed salmon pita pocket from Andy Mitchell. I thought this was a kind of a thrifty pantry style sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like may you make it out of canned salmon, but it was kind of customizable and you could kind of, you know, judge it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's canned salmon that you doctor up with some Greek yogurt and herbs, some dill, some parsley. You shape it into patties and then you bake the patties, which mm-hmm. is nice. Not yeah. greasy, right? Exactly. And then you stuff them in a pita with some veggies and you're all set. Oh, and you you do make a quick dilled yogurt sauce, which kind of goes in the pita, pita. kind mm-hmm. of like a tzatziki sauce-ish kind of yeah. situation. So, Betsy, I know that Ryan had some doubts about this. So how did it go over? So we liked these. It was just the name that put us off initially. Oh. <laughs> Which was kind of funny because we happened to be standing right next to each other and you and I were texting about what the upcoming recipes were for the next week. And I said, ooh, Kate said she picked salmon pita pockets and broccoli subs. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my God, you need to have a talk with her about (laughs) (laughs) these recipes. What is happening? (laughs) No. She's gone off the rails. Um, But we all like a salmon cake and we or yeah. You know, any kind of seafood. Like a crab cake. Like a crab cake. Anything like that is, is something that we do like in this family. So yes. <laughs> it was, I think that, yeah, I wouldn't. So don't be turned off by the name. If mm. you are, that that would be my one um, kind of like, don't write this off because it's called Salmon Pita Pocket. Because <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, Salmon Cake, right? I think it's a little better. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's a little better. Yeah. yeah, I liked these, you know, um, the patty was really tender and, you know, like a good crab cake kind of is. Mm-hmm. I liked that it was almost like a pocket salad, like it yeah. shove like a ton of vegetables in there. And I love a yogurt sauce. Like I'll put yogurt sauce on anything. Like yeah. I should just make a squeeze bottle of yogurt sauce now that I'm thinking about it and just keep that in my fridge and that would make me really happy. But yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't eat all the salmon patties. James is not a big sandwich maker. So he had one and then kind of forgot about him. Um, Mm -hmm. So I put the rest in the freezer and I'm kind of like looking forward to those for lunch at a later date. Yeah. This for me was kind of interesting because it is a reason now to stock the pantry with canned salmon, Mm. which I don't usually do. Yeah. So that I liked. And this is a good thing that you can kind of make with flexible herbs with what you can find and what you yeah. can, what you have because we were I was saying I had a kind of a hard time finding dill mm. when I went to make these and sometimes it's just all over the place and you can find it everywhere and then other times you just really can't find it in the grocery store. So fresh herbs can be like a bit of a roulette. It is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought what's nice with this, though, is that if you have a garden or if you're at the farmer's market if somewhere, you can have just a thing of salmon, a can of salmon in your pantry mm-hmm. so that when the fates allow and you find a lot of dill, you can make this delicious. You have this delicious recipe in your back pocket, which I think right, is really like, great because then it feels very fresh and very Yeah. Do you um, have breadcrumbs seasonal. in your house? You always should. I'm just going to yeah. make that rule now. Right. Do you yeah. have Greek yogurt in your house? If you're currently living in 2018, there's like a 75% chance that you do. Well, yeah. You're For making the bagel reason. bites. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, if you're bagel biting it up, we know you've got, you got yes. your Greek yogurt. 
That's for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I will say one thing I forgot to mention to talk to you about, though, Betsy, was that uh-huh. like canned salmon, there is a canned salmon that our mom used to get, which has the bones and the skin in it. Oh, you need to I d- read the label. I did not get that kind, but just yeah. well, out of. You lucked out because yeah, there's crunchy bones in some canned salmon. Ooh. And that would have mm. not gone over well. In that, that fact, there would have been an angry well. phone call. So, old school canned salmon. You can process salmon. It's actually more healthy for you if you leave the bones in. It's just a texture issue. Like, because it's very <laughs> <Yeah>. calcium rich. <laughs> right? If you get it in the packages, which is what the recipe says, like get two packs of chicken of the sea. My Whole Foods probably doesn't like chicken of the sea for, you know, who knows why. Um, so, I got another brand. Yeah, sustainability yeah. issues. You know what's Probably. good with that, though, is that I order – I will order some canned seafood off of Amazon, and you can get in bulk. Yes. And then you can get the sustainably fished right. sort of thing at a really good price off of Amazon, and they'll ship it to you because it's like a stable pantry item. Right. And that's a great idea. I do that same with um, packets of tuna. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So um, – yeah, one other thing I'll just say is I thought this would be a cute party idea because you can make them kind of smaller. So I think mm-hmm. for your idea with dinner, you can make the patties bigger than she recommends and just like serve people two patties. Yeah. And you can make them tiny and then use those mini pitas and stuff them in there. Party food. Super cute. Yeah, cute. I like yeah, that. like that. So I give this a high three. I know listeners out there who are very attached to our rubric would, you know disagree with my my pulling of this but i give it like a three and a half almost four stars because it's a solid recipe and i'll probably make it again yeah i'm kind of with you on the three and a half four stars because it was not some some recipes i'm just yes solid for all the way there right. this i would have to probably make a few times to see if it's really something that i'm going to work into my yeah um into my recipe my my go-to or not yeah exactly <laughs> all, right, all right what's our next recipe so our, our last, last yeah, our last recipe today is the garlicky broccoli subs mm. from the kitchen. Yeah. And like we said before, I had to do a little convincing to get you into this recipe. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Not everyone's like, oh, garlic broccoli sub. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah. um, no. Anyway, we have a little bakery around the corner from my office that makes these super delicious vegetarian sandwiches with kind of things like garlicky broccoli. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so they use like sweet potatoes sometimes as the base. Instead of like, picture instead of like a chicken sandwich, it'd be a sweet potato sandwich or a roasted cauliflower. And Ellie's, if you're listening, we do take sponsorship in the form of your chocolate hazelnut queen amans. You can just huh. send them, send them to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> they, you know, selling out aside, uh, when I came across this recipe, I did want to give it a go because. I really like roasted broccoli. I like this kind of vegetarian sandwich. It seemed like a good idea. Yeah. So, again, the name here was an issue, <laughs> which was just quickly overcome, I think. Mm. I think people, like, you don't picture broccoli as a yeah. as a good thing to eat with bread in a sandwich, you know. Mm. But I think that really discounts all the rest of the things that you put in the sub, too. Which right really make it it makes it as like a combination thing which is which is key here so these were delicious it's easy and i Mm -hmm. liked it that it was a technique that we use fairly frequently roasting veggies right in a new way yeah i mean i feel like at this point in time a lot of people have roasted broccoli 
in the oven mm-hmm. on high heat. Yeah. And this is exactly what you're supposed to do. Like you did it. You did the roasting the day of eating the sandwich. I did. I did my roasting the night before. And then just made the sandwich. Yeah. Which was great. And did so, you refrigerate and then kind of... He- how did I you did. manage that? Yeah, I refrigerated it and then I heated it up in the microwave just a little bit to get it to room temperature and then made the sandwich. Okay. Right. So it's kind of, yeah. So you're just, you're roasting that broccoli in olive oil, salt and pepper and garlic. And then mm-hmm. while that's going, you make a quick flavored mayo with ketchup, fish sauce, sesame oil, deja mustard. So kind of the savory umami thing. Mm-hmm. And then to make the sandwich, you just spread that mayo on your bread. Um, you know, I used a grocery store French loaf. And then you put the broccoli on there, the feta cheese, Peppadoo peppers, which are delicious, by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, French fried onions. Who doesn't like those? And feta cheese. And then you smash it down. You let it sit for a little bit. And then you eat it. And we're good to go. It was really good. Yeah. I also used a grocery store kind of French loaf for Mm -hmm. this. And I loved that ketchup-based sauce, that like mayo Mm -hmm. ketchup sauce. It reminded me... A little bit of the um, Spin Kitchen Veg Pancake Sauce. Oh, yeah. You know, because it also starts with a little bit of ketchup, and then you put some other things in it. And it made me really appreciate these little kind of pantry sauces Mm. that are so easy to make, and they really add to your dinner. Right. Yeah. and (laughs) Just, like, makes it a little nicer. It does. It makes it feel like you um, are just making something that's a little special or feels a little bit more like something you'd get at the deli versus here's here's... this turkey sandwich guys enjoy yeah exactly (laughs) or even if i if i was so this is my problem this is what i would probably normally do is like Mm. roast the broccoli and then it would be like broccoli bread (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that sounds awful (laughs) and i would be like i'm sorry i just didn't make the sauce because i didn't feel like it Eat your broccoli (laughs) broccoli (laughs) breasts. Which is probably why everyone saw broccoli sub and roll. Please please do not do that to us. Oh, man. Because I'm realizing I'm just kind of a lazy cook. So (laughs) my advice on this is is to make the sauce. Make the sauce, guys. Because you do, Mm -hmm. if you have these things in your pantry, which I do, and I should use more of these things, and then... You get the feta cheese, get the peppers yeah. and the onions. It really all comes together as a whole. And then it feels like the sub that you get from your mm-hmm. nice corner deli. And it feels yeah. like everyone's eating a nice sandwich. Do Didn't not it feel like broccoli. a fancy sandwich? I felt like it, it, it felt like a $10 sandwich. It did. It felt like a very healthy, fancy sandwich. Don't cut corners and make broccoli yeah. bread. Don't. <laughs> yeah. So he brought it in for coworkers. And yeah. um the sandwich was great, like at room temperature. I shoved it in my lunch bag with an ice pack just to make sure the mayo didn't go off and the mm-hmm. feta wasn't like weeping. Unanimous, I pulled everyone four out of five forks. My coworker Anna suggested Portuguese sweet bread, which is not oh. not sweet sweet, not like sweet roll okay. sweet. Yeah, it just has a little bit like a Hawaiian roll. I was gonna say like a Hawaiian, Hawaiian roll, like yeah. a Hawaiian roll, right? I mean, in Rhode Island, you can get Portuguese sweet bread like on the corner, you know. Anyway, okay. um, yeah. but it'd be more like Hawaiian bread. And I think that might actually be kind of tasty. Yeah. Well, and you know. everyone's trying to go, you know, plant, plant meatless. forward, yeah. meatless. These just, plant I think forward, this, yeah, I think you should really um, try this out if that's, if that's your thing lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. I think the French dip wins for me. You know, I like the slow cooker, which mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you know me, I'm not usually super pro slow cooker, but this was excellent. So delicious. Fun party possibility. What about you? Yeah, I went with the French dip too, even though we totally talked up this broccoli sub I now. Know. And, I think people should still make it. Um, yeah. Um, mm. So maybe, maybe I'll go with the Thai because I really liked the... I really think I will use that combination of a French dip and a broccoli sub at some yeah. point for a gathering because I find myself often in these situations where I'm you kind do. of <laughs> way more than me. Yeah. Like I need to feed 20 people, but we don't know when they're coming. Yeah. Maybe they're coming in a staggered, you know, like people are just coming after they get, they're coming back from a conference or they're coming mm. that type of situation. And I think the combination of the broccoli subs and the French dip could really um, fill a need for me there which i love so i'm gonna tie i'm gonna i'm gonna go okay. for a tie this okay. week fair enough yeah. fair enough any of these recipes sound good make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at www.dinnersisters.com there you'll find links to all the recipes any tips or techniques we discussed as well as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet okay Kate. so after all these carbs what do we have on the smorgasbord Right. So this is a little uh, dip into the culinary like scene, the zeitgeist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the James Beard Awards were for media were awarded um, actually in late April. And the Best Chef Award happened in early May. So fairly recently we had um, these pretty prestigious awards. But I'm just now actually getting on to checking out the winners, which is kind of fun. Well, that's fun. So what's up? Explain to us the whole James Beard Award. What is that? Yeah. So James Beard himself, if you haven't heard of him, was probably one of the first American like foodies original guy he's 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 since passed away um but he left a big legacy in terms of food and food media for instance he hosted the first american food show on tv in 1946 yeah right i had to check my history like there was tv in 1946 there was he was a well-regarded cookbook author he was a restaurant owner and basically the guy you know when it came he he was the guy he, he recognized that American food recipes and food ways were part of like a more cohesive culture because up mm-hmm. until that point, Americans were kind of like taking other people's things. But he said, no, there is such thing as American food. Okay. Yeah. And so he's the originator of a lot of how we actually think about food in the U.S. And, but you know, he has a foundation now. They, they run a blog. They've got an event space and they do scholarships and they also give the James Beard Awards yearly. And it's a huge deal in the food scene to win one. Yeah. So I recently started following their account on Instagram, which is fun and makes me feel a little bit more in the know with the cooking Mm. scene. Yeah. I mean, it does get a little, you can really get into the weeds of the culinary scene in there. But yeah. I think it's kind of fun because you might recognize, you know, some people that you know in terms of like cookbook authors or whatnot. So they mm. give awards for cookbooks. They give awards for podcasts. Mm. Just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> they give away. They give awards for you know all types of media that deal with food essentially. Okay. And they also give awards for best chef, best restaurant. Best restaurants are like. Less than 75 seats, more than 75 seats, and those kinds of things. I thought this year was really interesting because there were quite a few women that won and some and some people of color, some minorities represented, which was really, really cool. So my favorites, Gabrielle Hamilton and Stella Parks, won for Chef and for Cookbook. So Gabrielle for Chef and Stella for Cookbook. Gabrielle Hamilton, 
I originally learned about her years ago because she wrote a, re- a book called Blood, Bones, and Butter. And she also mm. has a restaurant called Prune in New York City. I don't know. I just heard about the book, read it. It's a really great memoir um, of her life in food. So if you'd like a memoir, if you're into food, I'd really recommend the book. Um, and her restaurant is supposed to be excellent. Have not gotten there yet. I think um, you and I at one point wanted to go, but we didn't actually meet. We it. had this like ill-fated weekend that got yes. nor'eastered out. Oh, we were supposed to have a so New York sad. City eating, podcasting extravaganza, and it, it got just blasted by a nor'easter. <sighs> so we didn't make it. Yeah. Yes, we were supposed, we were to, supposed go to, to go to we were. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Makes me sad. All right. Someday. So okay. Next. Well, let's just yeah. move on from the pain. Yes. Um, yeah. So I recommend it. Recommend her restaurant. She's been nominated a couple times. This is her first win. So it's a big, pretty big deal. And as a woman to be nominated as for best restaurant, that's pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. Nice. Um, and Stella Parks won for Braveheart. Um, Ooh. Which fun. is a baking Which we've pub- talked about. Right. Mm-hmm. Long-time listeners might recognize her as the author of the controversial Instagram chocolate chip cookie recipe. Hmm. Yeah. Fine. So those are two fun people that won. Also, another one that won um, for Best Restaurant was June Baby out in Seattle. It's the first African-American chef owner to win that award. So it was a pretty big deal. Well, that's great. I love that. And I, I like just one of our goals here is to expand our knowledge about food and cooking. And yeah. that definitely fits into that category of learning so that was a great great smorgasbord all right so little learning (laughs) coming up next week we're talking oldies but goodies which are recipes that for kate and i are tried and true things we've been making over and over again that we would like to share Mm. so i'm looking forward to your favorite recipe which is one i haven't tried before Ooh, that's right yeah and also i'm looking forward to trying one of your favorite enchilada recipes so new things that are some old favorites for both of us yeah that'll be fun so that's what's for dinner see you next time on the dinner sisters we'll save a spot at the table for you would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at www.dinnersisters.com for show notes grocery lists and other fun stuff got some dinner ideas shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com lastly as per usual if you like what you're hearing please review and subscribe Click the stars, kids. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.